Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles <laughs> Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable, all that stuff. And with me, of course, is my lovely co-host, the blind bombshell herself, the people are, the person people really tune in to hear, Anne Kerrigan. <laughs> they don't tune in to hear you? Hell no. No? Hi, everybody. Aw. I hope you know, so. <laughs> you know, you know, it's, well, you, you oh, know, it's, dogs. it's really, and I, I was talking to Jan today because we did another edition of the Affection Connection, connection which oh, is really good. Yes. And, you know, the people uh, sometimes say they would, you know, they, they want to slap me uh, on the show. And yeah. uh, good. And I, <laughs> I uh, you know, these, these are listeners. And, and I says, well, my job is done then because I'm supposed oh. to engage you in the show and you yeah. you get to know the, the host some of the hosts you like and and i believe it's my job on the uh on the show is to elevate everybody because i'm uh, so bad i'm so bad they just love you're everybody the, else you're the protagonist the protagonist okay. i'm the how how it's points you're the what how it stirns oh yeah you're the how it's stern of of uh the affection without, connection, without right. the naked, naked girls yep uh dead on dead on ron absolutely anyway, we are back so there you go speaking uh, of dead <laughs> i am yeah well anyways um do you. you have a good mother's day uh it was lovely thank you there you go yes. yep yep we uh we were camping and my daughter and her husband came down to see us and my we facetimed with my son in north carolina so really Yes, very nice. Thank you. How about you? How how what did you do? I made Jen uh, uh steak uh wrapped in uh, cheese and spinach and mm-hmm. Russian mozzito and a coconut cream uh <gasps> pie. So yeah. Yes. That was Wonderful. Yep. Yep. I would love that. I would love a coconut cream pie. That's my favorite. I love coconut. Isn't it? Oh, we love coconut. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, just no, was it yesterday, no, the day before yesterday, which is whatever that day is. Uh, I made uh, chocolate coconut pie, cream pie. Yum, yum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love my desserts. I, mean, <laughs> I do. Wow. I love putting. I love making different desserts, and I, I make different ones. I make, you know, I have the fruit in it and i have mm-hmm. you know like coconut i have different ones i make different ones I, I see cooking up a storm all I, the time it's always i like cooking meals jan yeah. cooks too jan cooks oh, really good sure in does. fact when i made that pie she made one of her uh signature di- dishes which is uh, meatloaf she makes a, a most excellent uh meatloaf and so 
yeah, it was everything was good. So yeah, we had a good. Uh, See, he's not completely yeah. heartless, everybody. I am too. Don't get that out there. Oh, all right, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I take don't, it back. Don't ruin my reputation, please. Yeah. It took me too long to build it. Black lump of coal. Yeah. There's how it should be. There you go. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So you oh. had a. Yeah. So we were well, looking. Go, on, go ahead. Okay. Well, yes. We were, so we were discussing because we didn't have a guest tonight and we thought, what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I said, I wanted well, to sing. Yeah, I shot that down. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Um, I but I, I said, you know, why don't we do something to do since it was just Mother's Day with ghostly mothers? Like, Is there such a thing? I, I think so. I've, I've, I think so. I've found a few things. Well, I'm oh, glad you think because I didn't find crap. I, it all, it's all about what you type in to Google. Uh, you got to mix it up. You got to mix so things up. So you don't use Bing, you use Google? I use Google. I do too. What is Bing? Is there still Bing? Oh, there's Bing. Yeah, Bing is, is new. It's Bing. Bing is on Edge and that's a oh. it's PC product. You probably don't have it. You have, uh, what do you have on there? Uh, I have Explorer. a Mac. Well, yeah, but uh, we, Safari. Safari, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. so. But, yeah. So we thought, well, what about mothers that haunt their children? Don't all mothers haunt their children? Wait a minute, they haunt their children? <laughs> they can, well, they could haunt anybody. They do that in the, they do Sometimes. that in the life. Never mind yes. dead. Yes, they do. Yes, I'm sorry. It's just a mother thing, you know. But uh, yeah, so uh, we're digging around for some stories, and I I managed to find a few. And we originally we were going to do haunted grapes, but. It, it's so hard to find individual. There's so many cemeteries because you put in haunted graves and you get, oh, this cemetery is haunted and that cemetery is haunted. But yeah, yeah, that yeah. wasn't what we were going for. And so I was having difficulty with that. See, I have, okay. Whatever. So, but whatever. We, you know, who knows what's going to come out of our mouths tonight. Do you ever really know? I have no clue. I don't think so. No. I don't. I don't. But so I, so I do have a story. I can lead off with? Sure, please do. Okay, all right. Because so, mine is terrible. <laughs> do you have a million names you can't pronounce or you mispronounce? I'm sure. I haven't or you just read got it nothing. Yet. I, I haven't read it yet. So you haven't I, got nothing? No, I got something. I all just right. haven't read it yet. I don't read my articles till they're on the air. Oh, and God. judging at it now, I, I see there is some names I'm not even going to come close to. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> okay, so... This story that I have is about a mother who saw a ghost lady watching her children in a baby monitor. Okay. And what? so this is, yeah, this is a couple years old. So people may or may not have heard of it. I had not heard of it. So this is the story of Layla or Lila. I think it's Layla. Layla Livingston. How about that for a name? She's a mother of four from North Carolina. And she was in her bedroom getting ready. She was going to go out with her husband, go out on the town. And uh, she, her kids were sitting watching a movie, and she was watching them on the monitor. And she saw a female intruder on the baby monitor sitting oh. on the couch. There was a dark-haired woman in the living room sitting on the couch staring at her children. <laughs> uh, and so... 
let me read what she posted. So this was something also she posted the video and it went viral on oh, wow. Facebook. Okay, this is 2019. Mm -hmm. So here's the caption. She starts out with y'all, y'all. This is the scariest thing I've ever experienced in my life. I was getting ready to go out with my husband and that means fixing my hair and makeup and finding an outfit. That's hard to do when you've got two toddlers and a baby by yourself. Since their new obsession is The Lion King, I decided to put the movie on so they'd sit and watch it so I could get ready. They were sitting quietly on the couch. Jace was in his chair beside them. That's the baby. Mm -hmm. I turned the camera on them and was watching them from the iPad upstairs. Every so often, I would glance down, and every time, they were sitting in the same spot watching the movie. But this time, I looked down and saw someone, an adult, sitting on my couch, looking at the baby, and the babies just watching their movie like it was no big deal. Ooh. My heart dropped. I ran downstairs and turned the corner to the living room, and no one was on the couch. I just saw them 10 seconds before. The babies were still sitting there in the exact same spots watching their movie. This person was on my camera, but not actually there. Naturally, I assumed it was a ghost and I caught it on my camera. I ran back upstairs to see if I could see this ghost again. I looked at my iPad and they were sitting on my couch still. The, she says they, meaning the woman. Yeah. I called my mom to show her this ghost on my iPad. As I was getting ready to show her, I looked down and lost it. Somehow, my iPad went from the camera's live view to a clip that was recorded earlier. It was me. I was the ghost on the couch. What? Yeah. So somehow, so when you have a camera, and, and I see this on yeah. the ring, ring doorbell, you know, yeah. you can, it, it records the whole day, you know. But so somehow it flipped back. To, it must have been when she first put the movie on, you know, and she was sitting there with the kids and making sure they were watching the movie, you know, but somehow it flipped back to that. And that's what she was watching. And I'm like, oh my God, I started reading this. I freaked out myself, but it's, it's really funny. Um, and because it's like almost like an IR situation, the colors are uh, uh, backwards. You know how with IR camera, white is black and black is white. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what this was. Cause she's a blonde girl. She was wearing a black shirt. And in the picture she posted, her hair is, is black and the shirt is white. So it's really, really odd. But she did say, um, it was understandable that she was convinced she'd seen an apparition because curious events happen all the time in their home. And she said, the water dispenser in my refrigerator goes off on its own. The cabinets will open and I'll shut them and then I'll come back and they're open again. And um, since her post went viral, many people pointed out that there seemed to be a little boy with his arms around her on the couch. And she said she lost a child nine years ago and she didn't notice it until people started commenting on it. So it's it's kind of 
kind of an odd, odd circumstance. And she said, when I first saw it, it took my breath away. I felt an instant peace that I think I've been missing for so long. And after seeing that picture, I know he's here and has been all along. So there you go. That's, that's my mom ghost story um, to start. <laughs> Even though it didn't turn out to actually be a ghost story, it kind of is. So, yeah, different. I'd never yeah. seen it, but. You know, what's interesting is that I know a, a true uh, story about um, Jen's brother, mm-hmm. uh, Joe, uh, who is dead now, rest his soul. Uh, he died at 39 just after he Aww. bought a house and, and had a baby and was a bank manager. Uh, they bought a, uh, a Victorian in Haverhill, and uh, one night um, his wife was taking a bath, and she saw a woman walk past the bathroom door. Of course, she yelled out, and since she got out of the bath and wrapped herself out and went down the, the corridor to, to where her newborn baby was. Mm-hmm. And she entered the the room and she felt the coldness and looked in the crib and the baby wasn't there. <gasps> what? It wasn't there. And she she started the panic and looked around and then in the corner of the room, wrapped in her blanket, was the baby. Oh my God. So they Never knew what happened. Uh, you, you know, it was a newborn baby. It's not going it to climb out of the crib right. and, and go in the thing. And it was still wrapped up in the blanket. But she still always believed that that house was haunted by some woman, whether it was a nanny, whether it was a, a mother of some sort, who mm-hmm. always looked after that baby. Holy crap, I'd be hysterical. Mm-hmm. Hysterical. I mean, like I'd probably never put my kid back in the in that room again. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Kind of that's, interesting, isn't it? And that's that's, a that's really, and that's a true story, and really story. Yep. terrifically scary. Oh, I I'd, can't even imagine what. Yeah, I don't know what I do. Yeah. Well, as a mother, I mean, I can't feel what you feel, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be I'd, I'd be off the wall. <laughs> well, I I also have a true story and okay. I think I've I've told this before about my sister-in-law Terry and her haunted house she lived in in Hanson. Just the one there again? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. The haunted quilt. Mm-hmm. Um but there was also a very protective ghost in that house that watched over, especially my niece, Sarah, and... Oh, I met Sarah at uh, Fort Revere. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She used to investigate with our team. Yeah. Uh, East know. Bridgewater's most haunted. Yep. She's, she was our, our kind of our, our psychic girl, our, our sensitive lady, you know. Um, and when Sarah was little... Uh, Terry had gone in one night and it was kind of a warm night, but she didn't want Sarah to be cold and she was just a couple years old. And so she went in and um, 
she folded down. Well, she didn't want it to be hot. So she went in and she folded down the blanket or whatever. So Sarah wouldn't be too hot. And then, you know, went downstairs and went about her business. But then later on, she decided, well, maybe I should go and just check and make sure, you know, she's not cold now. So she went up. The blanket was folded up over Sarah and tucked in all around her little her little body. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, someone had literally tucked her in. And it wasn't like Sarah at like age two or three, however old she was, could have done that herself. And no one else did it. <laughs> you know, Bill was downstairs with Terry. And she said, I, I did, I couldn't even, I freaked out. And, and, but little things like that happened throughout the years and it always seemed to be centered around Sarah. So whoever was, was there, Sarah would hear noises in her closet and yeah. So, but it it was good. It was all good. (laughs) At least in that instance. Oh, anyway. I have a, a story that's not really a ghost story. It's just a weird story. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of long, but I'm just going to, I don't have to go through the whole thing because if I get to the first two paragraphs, you'll understand. Okay. <laughs> Wrapped in a black coat, Romicha Sims walks to the cemetery in Southern Maryland on a cold March day. Tiptoeing around headstones, she makes her way to the grave of her three-year-old son. Hmm. Still grieving for him, still trying to forgive herself for the way that Jamir Donnelly died. On a swing in the park where she had been pushing him for nearly two days. What? He died of exposure and dehydration. Oh my God. What? Although the judge in February found Sims not criminally responsible for her actions because she suffered from schizophrenia, she has to find a way to live with what happened. Oh, that's horrible. Lost. Oh, so she just had no idea. She hadn't a clue. What she was doing. She wasn't wasn't hurting him. She was. Right. But wouldn't you think someone would have. Three years old. He was three years old. Said, hey. Uh, oh, a neighbor, a neighbor did report it. After for a while. 40 hours. Holy shoe, oh my God. Oh, that's awful. Hmm. That's very bizarre. I know. The, really world, bizarre. the world is full of bizarre stuff. Yeah. And, and I sometimes mean, we, we, it's very hard to comprehend. But there are strange things that happen out there. And how many people must have seen her? Of course. I, that's, that's crazy. But unfortunately, you know the way the world is today. I mean, uh, some people just don't want to get involved. And, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, we, of course, we, you're in Massachusetts, so you know about that case where that wo- man tried to abduct that woman. And that woman stopped the car and yelled and saved her life. Uh, but uh you know she she got involved uh, how many people would have gone right by without oh that's just domestic i'm not even gonna right yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that yeah so yeah. you know it, yeah anyway wow that's terrible i think so 
So I have, this is um, people were, who were haunted by the ghosts of their parents. So, <laughs> right? Here we are, um, aren't we? <laughs> so I have. How much, how much guilt do we feel after our parents die? You have no guilt. You have no guilt whatsoever. You did everything perfectly. You you visited her enough. You did everything enough. You never said no to her. I don't think that I did everything perfectly, but I did everything. Don't you have any regrets at all? Um. If you are, then kudos I, to you. I'm not I, trying to think, but I, I think I we all really... do in a way. But yeah, my mother was a character. I'll I'll tell you, okay, and uh, and we all loved her dearly, and and she she's just she was a character, and you know she did end up in a nursing home, so you know I do have to say I I hated hated seeing her there. Um, it's it's the hardest thing, folks. If if you haven't already experienced it, and I hope. You don't have to experience it. It's one of the hardest things that you will ever do. Um, ah, sorry, don't want to get choked up. But uh, sometimes it's there's not a choice. You know, you don't have a choice. Everybody has to work, and you can't be there to. Most of us can't be there to watch our parents when they're when they're elderly and they can't be left alone. Um, so unfortunately, so she ended up there. So that, that to me is a regret. Uh, um, I don't, I don't really, I don't feel guilty about it. I mean, I don't feel great that she ended up in there and we all, uh, visited her. I would go over there on my lunch hour and Oh, that's good. And, You're and a good little boy. I mean, her. Her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I really did, but my mother was a character and she's like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna tie these bed sheets together and climb out that window, and um, you know, uh, but she knew, and she would say, "Look, just do what you have to do, do what you have to do, and don't feel guilty about it." And she always said that to all of us, and that meant a lot. That meant a lot. So I, I don't think that I feel guilty. I, I didn't want her to be in a nursing home, but there wasn't a lot of other choice. But she forgave us for all of that, and she loved us, and she never, ever made us feel guilty. So, you know, you do your best, and you do what you can, and, and that's, yep. that's the way it is. You know, that's the way it is. And she mm -hmm. went on her own terms, you know. Mm -hmm. she, she just suddenly got sick, and um, it, it wasn't even sick. She she went in the hospital. They really weren't sure what was wrong. And somehow she had some, uh, she was bleeding internally and she wasn't supposed to die, but she did, mm -hmm. but she was sleeping and she was peaceful. And that's the way she always said to me, she's like, if I can just go in my sleep, God is good. So mm -hmm. she went on her terms and that's what we all said to her. Oh, that's you know, good. Afterwards. So, how do we get on this track? But anyway, <laughs> you asked me if I had any guilt. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, my husband is guilt stricken every day of his life about 
his parents, but I he didn't do anything wrong. But I think it's just that Irish Catholic good Catholic guilt. upbringing. Yep, it's a good Catholic <laughs> Catholic guilt. And he feels guilty, and I always say to him. I'm like, what do you feel guilty for? Your parents loved you dearly and you loved them back. And all six of you kids did everything, you know, that they could for them. So don't feel guilty. But yeah, he can't help it. It's in his, it's in his genes. Yeah. yeah. It's in his genes. All right. We were, we were actually talking about that on the affection connection today. And, and oh, yeah. Uh, good old Catholic group. We built it in. Yeah. I mean, guilt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's built in and there you it's go. It's true. It's true. Yeah. You can't help it. You can't help yeah. it. Oh. So we got a couple of minutes. We got the warning for break. And this is yep. just a quick, this is just a quick one. And it's called, she just wanted to say hello. Hello. So this man's mother passed away when he was a young boy. One day while he was out buying a newspaper for his uncle, a woman stopped him on the street. I remember you, she said, your name is Daniel and you were born at St. Joe's hospital. You weighed eight pounds, two ounces. Your birthday is January 3rd, 1959, and I was there when you were born. I helped deliver you. He didn't know who it was until his aunt showed him a picture of his late mom, and it was the same woman who had spoken to him on the street. Get out of here. Oh, hey, I don't know. Huh. Saying. That's freaky. That's freaky. Supposedly a true story. Uh, You know, can't vouch for it, but... Anyway, yeah. we we got to take a break, and so we'll have some more stories when we come back. Anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio. I am Ron Kolick and my lovely co-host Ann Carrigan, and we're brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, Bethune, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group. 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our super-duper good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. You, too, can get become a member on Patreon. I think it's $3 a month, and you get access to over 30 videos we add all the time, and you get a copy of Ghost Chronicles, the magazine, so check it out. Anyway, <coughs> excuse mm-hmm. me. We have to take a break. Uh, we'll be right back after the following messages. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. 
One must dash. I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann. And today we're talking about ghostly mothers. Something like that. Something kind of like that, yeah. Mothers. Mothers. Mada, 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 So I have something for you. And this is for Ann because I know Ann loves cemeteries. Of course. It's a given. Yep. The Oakland Cemetery in Iowa City, uh, there's a a plot there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And above the plot uh, stands an eight-foot-tall angel, uh, which watches diligently over the Feldevert family plot. It was uh, was installed in 1912 to mock the, the sorrow of Teresa Felder after losing her young son and husband. Hmm. And it was a beautiful eight foot tall gold angel. Mm-hmm. However, in 1924, Teresa died. And the statue mysteriously began turning black, starting, with, starting with the eyes. And filling out to it now, it is entirely black. Uh, many theories surround this uh, strange incur- uh, occurrence include the belief that Teresa was secretly a witch and ah. cursed the statue to protect the family gravesite. Uh, today's these legend legends are accompanied by belief that touching. Or even kissing the angel result <laughs> in death. <laughs> Visitors also report hearing ghostly voices and seeing strange light anomalies floating throughout the cemetery and especially around the grave. Oh. So a black angel. That why would she curse the plot to protect I don't the know. people? I didn't that write doesn't... this. Make any sense? I didn't write this. Oh, I know. It's a big angel. It's it's not like any angel I've seen. It's uh, it's uh, like eight foot tall, and and it has its arms stretched, and the wings are attached to the arms, so it goes over the back. Yeah, it's kind of kind of unique looking in a in a way. That's unusual. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So Hmm. anyway, that's that's weird. Yeah. Uh, oh, why do is... they always just have to make uh, like assume uh, like gotta be woman, a witch? Gotta be a witch. Well, poor woman loses her husband and her son, dies a few years later, and and now she's a witch. Even though wow. she put an angel over the grave. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why would she put an angel over the grave if she's a witch? Plus, uh-huh. you know, it's kind of 
I, I have to say in all my travels, it's highly unusual to see a completely golden statue. Mm-hmm. It's I, I can't say that I've ever really seen one, to be honest. And everything over time discolors um, everything. I mean, that's why I have my trusty bottle of D2 to clean up those gravestones because they darken. I mean, you have biological growth, you have uh, pollution, mm-hmm. uh, everything, acid rain, you name it. Sometimes you, know? you have haunted stuff too. Yeah, I guess sometimes it's it's haunted and you're a witch. But whatever. <laughs> I, I got one. This is Go called... Uh, the legend of La Llorona. Okay. Yeah. yeah. La so. Llorona. So La Llorona, the crying woman, is a Mexican legend that is at least 500 years old. And it says it no doubt arrived in Texas with the earliest Mexican settlers. So there's dozens of versions apparently, and here is one. La Llorona was a poor girl in a small village. She was extraordinarily beautiful with raven black hair and large almond eyes. And one day when she was getting water from the town well, a handsome man on a fine horse rode up and asked her for a drink. She had never seen such a perfect man or felt so wonderfully nervous in the presence of one before. And he felt the same way they fell in love on the spot. Uh, However, uh, guess what? He couldn't marry her. Why? She was a poor village girl. Uh, and he was from the richest, most prominent family in the region. Of course. But he couldn't live without her. So he bought her a big home and showered her with jewelry and gifts and gave her two beautiful children. He came to visit often and adored playing with their children. It wasn't perfect, but she was happy because she loved him so much. After a few years, a period of time came when he just stopped visiting. She was worried. Yeah. Isn't that the way, huh? Uh, Worried about him. And she went into the big city to visit his mansion and see what was wrong. (laughs) When she arrived, she asked a servant if he was there, and, and they said, oh, no, today is getting married to a famous princess from Spain. Uh-oh. La Llorona was so angry that she wanted to do something to hurt him. In that jealous rage, she went straight home and took their two children to the river and drowned them. Oh, that's nice. And- Yeah, right. When she regained her sanity, she was plunged into such despair over what she had done that she died of grief right there on the riverbank. And as she attempted to enter the afterlife, an angel asked her where her children were. She said she didn't know. She was told that she must find them before she could rest. So she was forced back to earth and condemned to wander rivers and lakes and streams looking for her children forever. If you go out near water at night, you will sometimes hear her, hear her crying, mis hijos, mis hijos, my children. I say that all the time. Uh-huh, I'm sure. They say 
if she sounds near, she's really very far away. But if she sounds very far away, she's very close to you. And those who've seen her say she was a moldy shroud and has jet black hair, but no nose and no mouth. What? Yeah, only luminous violet eyes that are horrifyingly red streaked from her eternal crying. If you see her thrashing around in the middle of a creek or river, don't go in to try and save her because she'll drown you. So... This is a legend and a cautionary tale about the boogeyman. But Hispanic moms particularly have used her to enforce good behavior for centuries. Come inside now or La Llorona will get you. You come straight home. Don't wander. La Llorona is always looking for her lost children. So pay attention. (laughs) Kind of makes me want to get pizza. For some reason. Uh, you, what? You want pizza? I don't know. What does that have vo- to do? This I don't is, know. Your voice just. This it, is a it, Spanish tale. I know. It was just your voice just invoked images of pizza. <laughs> yeah. Huh. All right. Whatever. Okay. Boom right along. <laughs> so this comes from a real reputable source, uh, Facebook. Oh, yeah. There you go. So Kenya Walker from Virginia went to visit the grave of her sister, taking her little girl, Leona, along as well. While at the cemetery, Kenya filmed Leona as she seemed to be having a conversation with someone, though nobody was there. The little girl stares at the space above the grave like she was making direct eye contact with a person. She even waves and says goodbye. Her mom asks who she is waving to, but gets no reply. Leonia strains her neck and kisses the air as, as though an adult is next to her, kissing her back. She points up and babbles a little, then returns to her mother. Kenya posted a video on Facebook, captioned it, went to see my sister's grave, and this is what happened. Leonia talking to big mama and leaned over and gave her a kiss. I just can't believe this. Oh, that's sweet. Footage was watched by millions of people. Well, creepy, but it's sweet. (laughs) Well, I mean, that goes to the thought, you know, one of the the theories, of course, is that children do see spirits until they outgrow seeing spirits until we, you know, basically brainwash them and tell them that no spirits exist. Thanks. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, That's exactly. true. They right, always say so, kids, kids are I mean, open to that. It's Who's plausible. To say? Yeah. Mm, plausible. Who's to say it's not not Cute happening? little kid. Oh. Got a picture of a cute little kid. little wave in there. little oh. there. Oh. <laughs> I, I have actually, because, you know, moms lead into, you know, stories about children. And I have a couple of, of things about Things that moms have seen their children uh, do, paranormally, mm-hmm. right? So this is this is a this is a kind of a cool story, and it said when we were looking at condos to purchase our first place, Claire was just shy of her third birthday. We brought her with us to all of our showings because we wanted to see how comfortable she was, as it would be her home too. 
When we walked the door of the place we ultimately bought, the second floor of a 1911 Chicago brick three flat, we all knew immediately that it was the right place. That evening, I asked Claire if she thought that place would be a good home for her. And her response was, yes. And the little boy that lives there is really nice, too. Ooh. (laughs) This took me aback, but I tried to remain calm. I asked her what she meant, and she said there was a little boy in his pajamas that she saw in the dining room. She said he, he had waved at her. He was about her age, and he was only in the dining room. She knew his name, which I don't remember now, and that he was afraid of water. After she went to bed that night, I looked up ways <laughs> to clear the energy of a home, how to communicate with a ghost so they don't bother <laughs> your family, and mm-hmm. anything else I could find to make sure at least I could be comfortable living in this otherwise perfect condo. Claire never talked, him, talked about him again, not even the next day when I asked her to tell my husband. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Okay. That's freaky. Yeah. Strange. The little boy's nice too. Yeah, we can move in there. <laughs> so why I mean, why would she actually instead of looking that crap up, why don't she try to find out more about the kid? I know, right? That's what I would do, wouldn't you? I would too. I agree. Yeah. Well, we're paranormal people and that's how we think, but I suppose. Your average person probably does not. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Do you have another one? Because I've got a bunch. I do. I have All another right. one for you, Anne, because you okay. love graves. I know yes. you love graves. Every day. Today we take you to Natchez City Cemetery in Natchez City, Mississippi. So, when Florence, uh, this is the grave of Florence Irene Ford. Ah. When Florence Irene Ford died at the age of 10, her mother made a strange request. She asked that her daughter's coffin be fitted with a small window in it. Furthermore, the grave itself would be fitted with stairs leading down to the casket. Oh, yeah, I heard of this. Yeah. During her short life, Florence born in uh, September 3rd, 1861, it was terrified of uh, storms. Mm-hmm. As soon as one rolled in, she'd run to her mother, Ellen, and they would, uh, you know, comfort her during as until the storm passed. Mm-hmm. In 1871, at the age of 10, Florence died of yellow fever. Her mother was naturally distraught and oh, couldn't bear the thought of being without her, uh, with burying Florence, because uh, no one would be there to comfort her during the thunderstorms. So Ellen had a small window fitted at the head of her daughter's casket in a narrow stairway built down six feet to the level of the window. Ellen had a hinged metal trapdoor installed at the top of the stairs so she could uh, shut them during storms, protecting her from the wind and rain as she sat uh, by her daughter's coffin uh, reading and singing until the storm passed. Oh my God. The grave has changed very little since 1861. The epitaph on the the grave is easy to read. As bright and affectionate a daughter as ever God 
with his image blessed. Why do they always do it in prose anyways? <laughs> and behind the gravestone lies a metal trapdoor, which still can be opened today. So uh, cemetery visitors can still go down and comfort Florence during oh, storms. God, that's horrible. Oh, my God. Oh. What do you think? Oh, I think it's gruesome. <laughs> you really? I think. I think it's 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 horribly sad because that mother never ever could let go. It's ever. hot. Well, yeah. you know, you know, I mean, it's it's hot. You should never outlive your children. I always say that. Yeah, and I know. When you do, it's, it's mm. parents' greatest fear. It's my greatest fear. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 But I, I, and I don't know how I would ever bear it. I just don't. I, I say that all the time and, but I, I think that something like that, taking it to that level, that's so unhealthy. So, so unhealthy. Or maybe it gave a company. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But she could see her. Yeah. Ah, oh, well, maybe, no. maybe she didn't oh. decompose that good. I don't God, know. Yeah. Nope. I, nope. That just opens. It's like, you rip your hat open again every single time. The pain would never end. I suppose. I think that's that's how I would look at it. Yeah, but oh my goodness, we're so cheerful tonight. Well, <laughs> it is it is Ghost Chronicles. <laughs> oh my God. Oh wow. Uh, all right. So a man living in Hawaii claims that his wife began acting strangely after her mother died. Mm -hmm. One day, the couple began arguing, and his wife started to get more and more aggravated. Her voice changed slightly, and she started yelling at me, saying that she was her mom, and that I better treat her daughter right. Suddenly, my wife stopped and asked if she just did something crazy. Yeah. Then started crying uncontrollably. Oh, my God. Following that encounter, he claims that his wife began to see shadowy figures in their bedroom and that she sometimes loses time. Oof. Possessed by her mom. That's, mm. that's frightening. Yep. Not, so that, that's, that's it. All, that's all I get from that little story. It's ah, so funny you mentioned it because uh, uh, Mary Grease brought, had a fraught relationship with her mother-in-law. A what? A fraught. F-R-A-U-G-H. Fraught. Fraught. Yeah, fraught. It's not really used appropriately, but keep going. Anyways. I, I beg your pardon. This is a newspaper article. It's not right. They have The grammar enemies. police are on your case. She I would have a relationship that was fraught with, uh, you know, anger. Anyways, okay. she had this <laughs> fraught relationship with her mother-in-law. Fraught with anger or whatever. After the old lady's death, Mary and her husband moved into the family farmhouse. Suddenly, things began to change. Uh-oh. Mm -hmm. So, it, it's rather long, and I don't want to go into it. But basically, a lot of things happened. And this has all got to do with the mother-in-law. Uh, seems she could never cut the biblical cord, uh, even in death. I'm biblical. 
Did you yep. just say unbiblical? I did. Umbilical. Yeah, whatever. Unbiblical, whatever. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all these things started happening in the, in the thing. And uh, like I said, it's a real long article and I don't want to get into it. Mm-hmm. But uh, the presence of the mother-in-law seemed to haunt the house in, in all different ways. Things that uh, the mother-in-law had when she was alive uh, that they put away would reappear. Uh, you know, the, her covers would get pulled off at night, but not her Uh-oh. sons, but not of her husband. Of course not. No, no, no. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she was pushed down the stairs. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of them. She would, wow. she would walk into areas that were really cold when she called her husband, he would feel no difference. <laughs> So it seems like the old lady is uh, haunting the poor road. Daughter-in-law. Yep. So I guess you don't want to have a frauded relationship. (laughs) A relationship fraught with problems. Mm -hmm. Fraught is a verb. But anyways. I didn't write this. That's a verb. Well, that person needs to go back to school. Okay. So. She came back for the dog. A woman from Utah said she was visited by the ghost of her stepmother while she was in bed with her dog one Another night. Another stepmother. Hmm. This is a, well, this is a stepmother, not a mother-in-law. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. My bad. The okay. incident began when she woke up around 2 a.m. I heard someone whisper, hey. As I opened my eyes, I hey. saw a figure. Hey, hey, wake up. Hey. I saw a figure kneeling beside my bed. I screamed bloody murder. Upon noticing who the figure was, I calmed down. I believed that it was my stepmom. I laid my head back down as she sat there smiling and petting my dog. What's up? I asked. (laughs) To which there was no answer. Did you just want to say goodnight to Mopsy? I asked. To which there was no answer. I opened my eyes and sat up. The figure I believed to be my stepmom disappeared as I viewed her from a different angle. The end. The end. Okay. <laughs> I like it when you can talk to ghosts and say, hey, what's happening? What's up? What's happening? Yeah. Why are you here? <laughs> hmm. What are you doing? <laughs> like just having a conversation. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, here's another one. This is uh, on Facebook as well. Uh, Ghost of the Dead Returns. Mom finds her deceased daughter's spirit playing around her old grave in New Mexico. Mm. Pics go viral. Surprise, Uh surprise. Of course. And I actually saw her. It looks like a little girl. Uh, It it is a little two-year-old daughter. Seems to be visiting her own grave. Mm-hmm. Uh, she plays, uh, they have photographs of it and, uh, there you go. I mean, it's on Facebook, so you know, it's real. It must be true. The incident took place at, uh, the Mosaic Cemetery in Las Cruz, New Mexico, where Favola Rodriguez has been buried. Uh, Favo- I can never say this. Favolia passed away on September, 2018, two years on her mother, Sandra Gonzalez believes the spirit returns to the grave. The family has been facing problems about people stealing stuff from the family's grave 
Yeah. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ask workers to keep an, a watch on for visitors. Mm-hmm. When another family experienced the same issue, they had a camera placed on the son's headstone. Uh-huh. This is because the son's killer would come back and vandalize the grave. Ew, that, oh, no. Mm-hmm. And according to this camera, uh, a little girl is spotted on her grave, not the son's grave, but the, girl, uh-huh. the other girl's grave, that in the middle of the night, concerned that she might have lost the way, the family came at the cemetery and, to uh, show the footage to the workers. The workers said that they knew the girl and uh, took them to Favolia's grave. So otherwise they have seen her. Oh, Following wow. day, when Favolia's mo- mother and grandmother visited the grave, they met with the other family who had captured the girl on camera. Sandra uh, could not control her tears when she saw oh, her daughter. I know that's my daughter. There is not one ounce of doubt in my heart because it looks like her from head to toe. Oh, <laughs> this is so sad. Yeah. Why did we say we do this? Oh my God. <laughs> and why? Why is there a naked girl on the page? Uh, have, yeah. Uh, well, they just throw they throw her in there for good measure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh my it. goodness. Many call her God's angel. Oh. So right. there you go. Pizza from the dead. Wow. We gotta go. That yeah. Fast. Got a real quick one. Uh, I got. I do. Uh, I'll go. Let her rip. After her mother died in a house fire in 2011, this young woman's health began to to decline. But one day, while she was visiting a doctor, something happened to make her feel just a little bit better. I was sitting in the exam room waiting for my doctor to let me know I could leave and I could smell my mom. And suddenly that smell enveloped me and I felt her hugging me and I calmed down a bit. It lasted a few minutes, but once it stopped, the room smelled like robbing alcohol again, but that came to her at that moment. Oh, that is so sweet. Like I just, you know, and I remember like my mom always wore taboo Mm -hmm. uh, perfume and dusting powder, you know, so I would know that's that I would know that smell in a minute. You know how your mother smelled. Well, I am fraught now because this is you're the fraught. end of the show. Oh, <laughs> and I'm so we're gonna proud ra- you're fraught. Yeah, we've got to wrap it up. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, we do want to end with the last word as uh-huh. we always do. All right, I'm so gonna anyways. say good night now, everybody. Good night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we want to thank everyone for listening. And today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, Bethune, Massachusetts, the Glant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts. And our very, very good friends on Patreon, Ghost Chronicles on Patreon. You too can become a member and get access to exclusive videos and uh, Ghost Chronicles magazine. So today's last word is brought to you by Mayo Dezong, Chairman of China who said, I feel ill, call the doctors. And that's the last word.
From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good 